Hello, everyone. Welcome to Let's Be Heard for Wednesday, May 18th, 2022. I'm Micah Chopley. Well, it was a big day in the Republican primary yesterday. Now, as as of this podcast, as I speak right now, I see that Dr. Oz has like a two-tenths, a 0.2% lead over McCormick. Uh, and it looks like it's going to come down to those two. Kathy Barnett looks like she's out. Um, I believe as I'm speaking, there's 95 or 96% reporting, so very late in the game, but still time to go. Um, Dr. Oz with a slight lead. So I don't know how it's going to pan out. There might be a recount if it's less than a half percent. I don't know how they work, or 1% in Pennsylvania. So it might take a while, mail-in ballots and all that. It's going to be tight, but regardless... You have to look at Donald Trump's track record. I mean, as of right now, I think he's like 75 and 1. He's like 70. Even if Oz loses, he'd be like 75 and 2. Which is why everyone is coveting his, his endorsement in these Republican primaries. And even the people who don't get his endorsement are like kissing his ass and saying, well, I wish he'd endorse me. I think it was the wrong choice, but I'm Trumpy Trumpy. Everyone's trying to be as Trumpy Trumpy, right? Everyone says, I'm MAGA. I'm Ultra MAGA. I'm Ultra King MAGA. So. Even if they don't get an endorsement, they kiss his ass and they act like him, which shows how much power Trump has. You cannot deny it. I don't care if you're on the right and you love him or hate him or on the left and you hate him. I know no one on the left loves him or in the middle. You, you can't deny his strength and power when it comes to these primaries. Now, we don't know how it's going to translate in the general election. Of course not. That will be a different story. And of course, he's going to back every Republican no matter who they are. But – what the, the the point is that because he's so powerful in a Republican primary, it shows how powerful he would be should he decide to run in 2024. Something we'll know less than a year from now, probably eight or nine months from now, right? And if he's going to run, you got to figure he is the not just the front runner, but the uh, there's no one that would come close, right? He'd be the, 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 everyone else would be a long shot. Let's put it that way. Anyone that ran against him would be an extreme long shot. He'd be the front runner by miles and miles. Because if people he endorses are winning, the real thing is certainly going to win, right? So it's almost impossible to beat Trump in a primary, I think, which is the unfortunate thing. Because if he runs, maybe there'll be some low-level people have nothing to lose who run, you know, sacrificial lambs like, Connor Lamb, Connor Sacrificial Lamb, <laughs> who got destroyed by Fetterman in the Democratic primary. Um, but they'd have basically no shot. The best shot would be Ron DeSantis. He could be a game changer just that at the, at the beginning he'd be second, right? Probably a, but a country mile from Trump. But, but as the primary goes on, things can change, obviously. As the primary goes on, the months go on. Things can change. The, the dynamics can change. At the beginning, Trump would be the, the favorite, prohibitive favorite right away. And then DeSantis would be a far second, and everyone else would be way down the trough. But DeSantis may decide not to run if Trump runs, just because you're starting out as such a big underdog. Now, if Trump doesn't run, that bumps up DeSantis to the frontrunner status. Not the kind of frontrunner Trump would be, but still the frontrunner, right? And I just think... 
in a general election, that's the problem. Isn't that what we're hearing, right? You, you hear like people talk, you hear these candidates like McCormick and Oz and Barnett talk, and they all say the same thing. I'm the guy to beat Fetterman. I'm the woman to beat Fetterman. I'm the person that will win a general. My opponents can win a primary, but they can't win a general. This is what they say all the time, right? This is the whole idea. When you're voting in a primary, when you decide who to vote for, it's a combination, right? It's a combination of personality issues and can they win in the general, which is the most important thing. You win a primary, lose a general. What's the point? So they always say that, right? I'm going, I am the best to do this. I am the best. I don't think Trump is the best to win a general election. I think he's absolutely the worst to win a general election. In fact, I think in 2024, anybody but Trump will win. I don't think anyone else but Trump could lose to Biden or Kamala Harris or a Pete Buttigieg. It'll be one of those three, Biden, Harris, or Buttigieg. I don't think anybody can lose to them except Trump. Now, Trump could beat them. I'm not saying he can't. I'm saying I think he'd be the, the, the least, he'd be the worst possible candidate. Let's put it that way. I think DeSantis would be a much better candidate. Have a much, I don't think DeSantis would have any chance at losing to any of those three. I think Trump could possibly lose a general election because there are so many people on the left and in the center who hate him because he's very divisive. I know plenty of people in the center and even on the left not say we wouldn't vote for DeSantis, but say, well, I can stomach him a lot better than Trump. So that's the whole thing. See, that's the whole thing. And so I think Trump himself would be the worst possible candidate in a general election. Of course, he'll say the opposite, but I don't think that's true. He's got the baggage. He's got the January 6th stuff. You know, come on. We know. We know what all the baggage is. We can see all the ads being made right now. So uh, that's the situation there. But there's no doubt that this proves that Trump would be the front runner by many, many, many football fields if he were to, to run in 2024. Now, as we're talking elections, you know, as we're talking elections, um, we have to also look at people like Elon Musk, right? Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Now, Jeff Bezos, I don't know about Elon Musk. Let's say centrist. When I, I can't say left, I can't say right. I don't know Elon Musk. If he was a Democrat or Republican, I'll read something to you in a second that tells you he was a Democrat. We know Jeff Bezos is a Democrat. He's given millions and millions of dollars to Democratic candidates. He doesn't give to Republicans. He's a lifelong Democrat. And even he's been criticizing the, Trump, the Biden administration. Even he's been you know, criticizing their decisions, this wokeness, all that stuff. And then you have Bill Maher, who was a lifelong Democrat, lifelong Democrat, didn't vote Republican, give lots of money to Democrats. And he's saying the Democrats are turning him off. And he's telling the Democrats this wokeness is going to kill them. So you have these lifelong Democrats, not centrists, not Republicans, telling Democrats they're fucking it up and they won't listen. They're not listening to these people. Instead, they'd rather say, oh, they've gone to the right. They All of a sudden, they're Trumpers. They're all Trumpers. Instead of taking the criticism and saying, you know what? Let's change course. Let's be intelligent. No. All they want to do is say, you're a tr- you don't like us? You're a Trumper. You don't believe in wokeness? You don't believe in critical race theory? You don't believe we should teach sex to seven-year-olds? You're a Trumper. Trumpy McTrumper. Okay, well, that's just going to lose them in November. It's just going to lose it in 2024. So they can do what they want. But here's Elon Musk. Here's Elon Musk. Oh, crap, I just lost it. My Twitter feed. Sorry, folks. Stay with me. Stay with me. Okay, Elon Musk says he'll be voting Republican in the upcoming election. I guess they mean November. For the first time, he complains about Democratic nomination, Democratic domination by unions, 
um, by unions. So his thing is unions here. Let me read some of this to you. Let me read to you. I'm going to move to read to you today. Uh, Elon Musk says he'll be crossing the aisle to vote Republicans in the upcoming elections. Musk announced Monday that he would be voting for GOP candidates in the next election cycle after historically backing almost exclusively Democrats like me, like Jeff Bezos, like Bill Maher. He made the statement on an episode of the All In podcast at a Miami tech conference, as first noted by Business Insider. I have voted overwhelmingly for Democrats historically. Overwhelmingly. Like, I'm not sure. I might have ever, never even voted for Republican, just to be clear. Must it on the show. Now, this election, I will. The audience reacted to the CEO statement vocally with laughter and applause. The issue here is the Democrat Party is overly controlled by the unions and by the trial lawyers, particularly the class action lawyers, Musk explained. And generally, if you see something that is not in the interest of the people on the Democrat side, it's going to, become, it's going to come because of unions, which is just another form of monopoly in the trial lawyers. During the show, the CEO stressed that he does not consider himself right-wing, and he sees himself as moderate. To be fair, on the Republican side, if you ask why is something not ideal happening, it's because of corporate evil and religious zealotry, he added. According to his own comments, Musk has rarely, if ever, voted for the GOP, though he has often backed unconventional candidates. In 2019, he liked uh, Andrew Young. He was a Democrat. Musk has stayed in the headlines over the past few weeks and continues to put. So this is what he says. This is Elon Musk saying that he doesn't even even remember a voting for Republican. And I think I've said on this show several times I voted once, one time for Republican. And that was mayoral election. That's it. So I've never voted for Republican on the federal level, ever, ever for president, ever for, for, for Congress, ever, ever for governor. So the Democrats are losing people, and this is the first we've ever heard of the cup, something like this happening with so many people. Yeah, you'll lose – you know, someone will switch from one party to another, you know, some people. But this is – we're seeing this on a mass level, and the polls show it. We're seeing people leaving the Democratic Party for various reasons. Now, Musk is an eccentric guy. You know, I, I understand what he's saying, but of course, he always seems to have a different angle. So he's talking about the unions and trial lawyers. I talk about, of course – and I'm sure he agree with me on this. Obviously, he has. He's spoken about it on Twitter. He's spoken about, like, wokeness and, uh, and, and you know, te- things like saying, no, we must – DeSantis is wrong for saying we shouldn't teach sex to seven-year-olds and teaching critical race theory to seven-year-olds. It's stuff like that that is losing a lot of voters, a lot of just plain old common-sense people, common-sense centrist, common-sense leftists who don't want this who don't believe in this. And so many of them will vote Republican, and some of them who just, you know, have this, can't vote for Republican ever for some reason. Um, You know, uh, they can't for some strange reasons, like a force field, they can't vote for Republican. They will just stay home. So that's the problem. That's the Democrats' problem. And instead of looking at this, instead of saying, in the same same election cycle, we're losing Musk, we're losing Marr, we're losing Bezos, we're losing (laughs) Kachopoli... And a lot of others, why are we doing that? How can we course correct very quickly of it, or at least course correct before 2024? They don't want to, though. There's no, and they won't course correct. I've said this many times. Even if they lose in November, if they lose big, there'll be no course correction. There'll be no, they'll say, what they'll say is, regardless of all of the exit polls that will show independents and Democrats voting Republican, 
They'll say, oh, uh, these are all Trumpers. The world is, the country's a Trumper world. It's a, all these Trumpers voted Republicans in. All these Republicans voted Trumpers, even though Republicans are only 24% of the electorate. Once again, facts like masks and vaccines and COVID won't matter. They'll just use their narrative, which is that Trumpy, Trumpy, we have to beat Trumper. We can't let it happen again in 2024. Trumpy, Trumpy, Trumpy. That's what they'll say. And we're seeing this now simply with like Ultra MAGA and the MAGA King. This is all they have. It's all they have because they're not winning on issues. And when you can't win on the issues, when you have no issues to win on, you have to run on this bullshit. That's all you can do. And they'll play it out as long as they can. It worked in 2020. It's not going to work in this November race. And it won't work in 2024. Then after 2024, whether Trump's the president or DeSantis or someone else, then they'll have to get together and uh, decide what they're going to do from there. Then they'll have to – well, then if Trump wins – see, this is, this is what I just was just thinking. I was thinking, my God, it might have been better for the Democrats if Trump had won re-election. Then they'd be over him. They could actually run against him for real now, not make it up. They could run against him for real. In fact, if, think about this. If Trump had won, the Democrats would probably be winning this November, right? Because those are the way those things usually work out. And then they'd be able to run against – not him in 2024 because he can't run again – But they could still run against him because he'd been the president for eight years, right? The Democrats ran against Reagan. uh, I remember this quite well in 1988. Even though Reagan couldn't run again, Bush ran, right? So they said Reagan-Bush, Reagan-Bush, Reagan-Bush. And even after Bush won in 88, 92, they still kept Reagan in there. Because I remember Bill Clinton, one of his his mantras was 12 years of Reagan-Bush. We have to end it. 12 years of Reagan-Bush. So this is what the Democrats could have done if, if Trump had won, if Trump had won in 2020. But now without that, without that, they may have to wait until Trump wins again in 2024, the Republicans winning now and then winning again in 2024, and then they can run against Trumpism. But it's just ridiculous because it's – when, you, when you're talking about winning elections, you have to have ideas. You have to have real ideas. That's what you have to have, real ideas. Not just we've, – we've heard this a million times. I mean we've heard this a million times. You can't win just running against something. You have to be for – how many times have we heard that? You can't win running against something. You have to be for something. Well, what are the Democrats for? What are they for? I can't figure it out. They're for teaching – Sex education to, you know, about, about, about genders and pronouns to seven-year-olds. They're about teaching critical race theory to seven-year-olds. They're about masks forever. They're about vaccine mandates. They're about keeping COVID going for another 10 years. What are they for? What are they for that most of this country is going to say, oh, that's exciting. That's ex- Let me tell you, that's exciting stuff. That's exciting stuff, teaching sex education to seven-year-olds. That's exciting. It's exciting thinking we can have these mandates come back two years from now. That's exciting stuff. What do they have? They've got gots on a stick. Gots on a stick is what the Democrats have. And so they know it. So when they get together to strategize, they must say something like, we have nothing. <laughs> Someone has to say that, right? Because you've got to be honest when you're brainstorming with your, with your people, no one else is watching or listening. We have nothing. We're losing on all the issues. Biden is tanking in every single issue he tanks. So what are we going to do? 
will do what worked in 2020, run against Trump. That's it. But he was like president then, and he's like not now. <laughs> so they're in, a, they're in a real bad spot. They're in a real bad spot. Because now they'd have to, they'd have to be wishy-washy, right? They'd have to flip-flop now. And really, in order to make any real changes, they'd have to say they have to come out against critical race theory. They haven't. They love it. They're on record as loving it and adoring it. They have to come out against teaching about sex change to seven-year-olds. They can't. They've already criticized DeSantis for making it illegal. They love that too. In fact, in Jersey, they wanted to make it a law where they had to teach sex ed to seven-year-olds. You know, they're, they're in, they, there's nothing where, where – else, where else are they going to go? They love wokeness. They love wokeness. They love censorship. They've already said they don't want free speech on Twitter. So they're against free speech. They're against the First Amendment. They're against the Second Amendment. What are they for? They're for abortion. That's about it, which isn't going to work because another poll was just done last week. And it looks like this whole Roe v. Wade thing is backfiring on Democrats. These protests aren't working. This extremism where you have set, we have politicians and Democrats saying we believe in abortion until the child comes out of the mother. The minute they come out, people are saying, what the f- – are you fucking crazy? No, no, no. I was, I was pro-choice, they're saying. People are saying we're pro-choice, but like, you know, like maybe the first three months, the first four months, but until the child pops out, are you nuts? So now they're losing on that because the poll was just taken last week and it showed that the majority of the country is now against abortion. Democrats will continue to lie and say two-thirds of the country are pro-choice, but they're not. Over half the country is now anti-choice, anti-abortion. So that's the problem. They're losing. They're, they're, They're like hemorrhaging people. They're not only hemorrhaging voters. They're hemorrhaging people on ideas. Like I said, I was, I was always stridently pro-choice. I've said on this show over the last six months that I'm pro-bodily autonomy, right? I want to be consistent. No vaccine, mandatory vaccines. No, you know, and, and I'm pro-choice. Can't force a, a, a woman to, to have a child. and You can't force someone to get a medical procedure. Very consistent, I thought. But now they're kind of losing me on this too because of their extremism. Their extremism on abortion makes me want to say, you know what? Up yours. No abortion. So it's very, very hard for me to see how they're going to retain any kind of power after November. You know, as of now, they have, what, the slimmest majority in the House in decades? Was this, has it been since World War II or something? Five seats? A tie in the Senate, the only tiebreaker is that moron Kamala. So it's hard to see them not losing the House big and the Republicans having a, you know, tens and tens of seat majority in the House and probably winning the Senate by a few seats as well. And, and then steamrolling into the 2024 election, I just don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see how the Democrats are going to retain any power whatsoever. I mean, they'll have the White House, but they'll have a lame duck and in many ways, a guy without Congress and a guy who people know most likely won't run again in 2024. And probably people are just, people are just going to wait for that announcement. That's the announcement that's going to come very soon after the Democrats lose the House and Senate is Biden is not going to run for re-election. And there'll be a primary that the two frontrunners are going to be Kamala Harris and Pete Buttigieg. That's just the way it's going to play out. They could talk about some wild card, some woman or man coming out of left field. Who? 
someone we don't know now. Who don't we who don't we know now that's gonna beat Trump or DeSantis? Who? So they're in they're up Shits Creek without a paddle, so to speak. And they don't seem to want to make any kind of course correction at all. Because just like they couldn't admit masks didn't work and they were wrong on that, lockdowns were wrong on that, vaccines were wrong on that, vaccine mandates were wrong on that, vaccine passports were wrong on that, they cannot admit any kind of a failure. And it's so easy to admit failure. It's so easy to admit failure without even much spin. I could, yeah, I'm a Democrat, right? Let's say I'm a Democrat, I'm a liberal, God forbid, and I believe in all this stuff that I just spoke about, masks and vaccine pair. I'm on that side, right? I'm on the branch COVIDian side. And it gets to a point where I just can't win anymore. I got to take the L. So how do I take the L? If I'm, if I'm a spin, if I'm spinning for the DNC, how do I take the L on that stuff? It's incredibly easy. It was a new thing. We hadn't seen it in a hundred years. None of us alive. Here, I'm giving the speech. None of us without a teleprompter. None of us alive have seen this before. None of us alive. We felt this was the best way. Now we see with the evidence and the facts, we overreacted. We reacted the wrong way. We tried what we thought could work. We tried whatever we had available. What we had available were these masks. What we had available were these vaccines. That's what we had. That was our hope. Now we understand it didn't work. It's so simple. It really is. Who can argue with that? It's something we had never seen. We wanted to do our best. We wanted to save lives. That was the angle we came at from. Just like, you know, the people around the Bush administration who admitted the weapons of mass destruction and the intelligence was faulty. We believed faulty intelligence. That was the intelligence. That's what we were looking at. It was faulty. Boom. Why can't the Democrats just say they were wrong? Now it's getting to the point where it's too late. We're talking two and a half years now, and they continue this. So after that long, it's too late because we've all seen the evidence now. But a year ago, they could have done this with masks. Six months ago, they could have done this with vaccines. They could have gotten out of it well before the November election. They could have said, We'll never lock down again. We're getting rid of all mandates. Don't worry about it. We're going back to normal. The virus is going to virus. Eventually, we'll defeat it. Eventually, it'll go away, just like the 1918 flu went away. And that's it. We're back to normal. Open up. We made a mistake. If you had to close your business, we're going to try to help you reopen it. There's a lot of things they could have done and said that really would have gotten them out of a hole, but they can't admit they were wrong. So this is what I talk about, right, with the the ego being so strong, the ego being so strong. And I know that the, the political operatives will say, yeah, but then the other side's going to use it against you. They're going to show ads you saying you're wrong. Well, what's the point? They're going to make ads now showing how awful it was. They're going to make ads now showing how wrong you were. What's the difference? At least then many people have said, okay, we know where you were coming from now. Thank you for admitting you were wrong. That takes a you know, big man, in quotes, to admit they were wrong. They don't even have that now. And we're going to see the ads anyway. I would make them. 50% of, 50% of businesses closed. California, run by a Democrat. 50% of businesses closed in New York, run by a Democrat. Thriving, and then you show the video of thriving, businesses open, tourism, people having a great time in the sun, the beach. This is Florida. This is Texas. It's easy. It's easy to kill the Democrats in November and beyond. It's easy. 
Unemployment, 10% California, 4% Florida. 300,000 people left LA. You know, 1.1 million people left California. Where'd they move to? Florida, Texas. It's, it's, it, this, this is simple. The ads write themselves. They write themselves. So not, not admitting you're wrong is, is probably the worst flaw a, a, a human can have. The inability to just say, we were wrong. We were wrong. And let's move on from here. Let's learn. Let's take this experience and use it. Because maybe the next virus or the next disaster, whatever it may be, will come around not in 100 years, not in 50 years, but 10 years. And then we'll have, we, have, we have this information. We have this wealth of information now. I mean, if some people believe, which I don't believe, that climate change is going to lead to more viruses and stuff, it's possible. Okay, we have this wealth of information now, this wealth of knowledge we've just gathered. And now we can use it next time and do it better next time. But where are the Democrats now if this happens again? Where are they now? They'll either do the same things again that were wrong and will hurt them again, or they will do what Ron DeSantis did, which then will prove what they did the first time around was wrong. Everyone will see that because they'll follow the DeSantis way and not the Newsom way or the Trump way and not the Biden way. And then people will have, uh, they'll have admitted they're wrong without even admitting it. So you, put, you, really, you really get yourself stuck when you, just, when you can't admit a failure, when you, when you can't admit you're wrong about something. And then you have Elon Musk saying, you have people saying, look, <laughs> We're grown adults who voted Democrat for decades. We never voted Republican in our lives, and now we're going to do it for the first time. You kind of saw this in uh, 20, what, 18, 2020, right? Because you had the anti-Trump movement. So you had a lot of Democrats and centrists especially who didn't like Donald Trump. What they mostly didn't like about him was his personality, and he was grating to them. So they said, well, for the first time ever, we're going to vote Republican, in the, in the midterms and in, in, in 2020, in the, in, the, in the and that's what we saw in the general election. People voting for Biden who were either Republicans or centrists who very rarely or if ever voted Republican, and this time they did it just to vote against. They voted Democrat, I should say, just to vote against Trump. We saw that. We know that 81 million people didn't vote for Biden. Maybe half of that did. Maybe. And now we're seeing the opposite of that, right? We're seeing that exactly in reverse, And I, I just don't get it. I don't get how an entire party of people, an entire cult of, of, of millions of people just can't seem to get into their heads that they're losing people. That they're losing people. And the progressives can't see this either, right? I mean, the progressives are full of shit in a way because they, they say they left the Democratic Party, but they still vote for Democrats all the time. So you're full of shit. You say, oh, Democrats are horrible, we hate them. And then when it comes down to it, they vote for them anyway. Oh, don't vote for Republican, vote for the Democrat. I had friends like that. I had friends who said, you're voting, you're voting for the Newsom recall? I said, damn straight I'm voting for the Newsom recall. Oh, how can you do that? What are you, a Trumper? Wait a minute. You're a progressive, you hate the Democratic establishment. Newsom is like the epitome of the Democratic establishment. And they would say the same if I voted for Republican, which I will, John Dennis against Pelosi. Pelosi is like the epitome, epitome, epitome of Democratic establishment. And you have a progressive saying, oh, you got to vote for them anyway because you can't vote for the Republican. So what change will you ever get if you vote for the Democrat by default anyway? 
That's how full of shit the progressives are. And they were always full of shit. That, that was something that always bothered me about progressives. I would always say, hey, guys, you can't vote for Democrats anymore. You got to vote for Republicans or Yes, you got to vote for Republicans because then they'll see they're bleeding Democrats. Then they'll say all these people who used to vote Democrats who are progressives are now voting Republican, and that'll make a statement because Democrats will lose. That was the point I made to them. Then Democrats will lose. If they know they're going to get your vote anyway, what's the point? You're just a sheep in the end. I had actual people say, you're not going to vote for... You're not going to vote against Newsom, are you? Of course I am. <laughs> you can't just like put up a fight, put up a fight, put up a fight and say, oh, we tried. We're not going to put up a fight anymore. Everything we fought about, we're going to vote against. I mean, I'm sorry. Everything we fought against, we're going to vote for now. And they know that you're going to get <laughs> – if someone knows they're going to get you a vote in the end, you can jag off for eight years. Where do they care? Right? You can talk and protest all you want and have 20 20- – thousand people rallies for Bernie Sanders. But if you're going to vote for the Democrat anyway in the end, they don't care. They know they got you no matter what. This is what I tried to tell Republicans, uh, Democrats and progressives. This is what I tried to tell them. But this is the, the problem of the cult and the two-party system, right? That so few people up until maybe this election can make that switch over, can say we've had enough. We've had enough. We've had enough of wokeness. We've had enough of extremism, of wanting to teach sex to seven-year-olds. Teach seven-year-olds they're racists. Teach seven-year-olds they can have whatever pronouns they are. To tell a seven-year-old that if you don't feel comfortable being a boy, you could be a girl. At seven years old, without parental consent. It's insane. The extremism is insane. And I talked too much today about the election. Tomorrow I want to talk about... I don't know if you guys have heard about this. You hear about that kid who they said they charged with sexual harassment in school. He's 13 years old because he wasn't using the right pronouns. This is what this is what I'm talking about. This is the loony extremism of the Democrats, of the left. This is what I'm talking about. This is case in point. And I'll talk more about that tomorrow. I just I just babbled on all night, didn't I? Anyway. This has been our election edition of And Let's Be Heard. I'm Mike Kachopoli. As always, thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Remember, remember, especially after a show like this, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out now. Speak to you tomorrow.